Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. ends today's update with more But God stories that will help encourage you in these difficult times. He also ends with the ABCs of salvation because today is the day to accept Christ as your Savior. A is for admit that you're a sinner. B is for believe that Jesus is Lord. And C is for call upon his name. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 5th, 2021. This brings me to a few of the but God testimonies that I'd like to share with you. For the remainder of our time together today, if you don't mind, I just again hope that they'll be an encouragement to you as they have been to me. Hello, here is my but God story. In Colorado, the governor mandated the jab for health care workers. I'm a maintenance person, so fell under the order. I asked for an exemption from you and turned it in as soon as the company asked for it. I was approved with no questions in just a couple of days. I give God all the glory for this. I thank you for following the Holy Spirit and making the exemptions available. And then she says this, I pray all those at work who reviewed the exemption come to know Jesus before the end of the age. That's the right heart. That's the right heart. Thank you, family, so much for your help. Love you. Hi, Pastor J.D. I'd like to keep my name anonymous due to the fact that this letter is about my daughter who works for the federal government. She's been very anti-COVID vaccine, praise the Lord. She told me one day, Mom, something is just not right about the vaccine. I was thinking, really? LOL. (laughs) and I'm not taking it, and the more they push, the more I'm going to push back. I had been encouraging her to watch your prophecy updates and directed her to your website to request a religious exemption letter, in which she did, and I thank you so much for your willingness to do that for so many people. She said that she has shared it with co-workers who are doing the same. She asked me, how to become a member. I said, um, watch the videos. She goes on, one of her co-workers wrote an 11-page memorandum for a religious reasonable accommodation, and he didn't leave a stone unturned. He covered it all and backed everything with Scripture. It was very impressive. 
God is working powerfully on behalf of His children, working for the federal government. My daughter informed me yesterday she has joined a class action lawsuit over this illegal vaccine mandate. And so far, get this, there are over 2,500 Department of Homeland Security employees signed on to fight for all the federal employees. So, yeah, praise the Lord. I just wanted to write to you and your church to give you a peek into some happenings in Washington, D.C. Who knew? And ask for you and your congregation to lift this matter up in prayer on behalf of my daughter and all of the federal employees. We know God is sovereign and He is working. And I'm just praying and waiting for the final but God part of this story. God bless you, Pastor. Hi there, Pastor. What a blessing your sermons have been. I live in Auckland, New Zealand. I was contemplating taking the vaccine, but had such a moral struggle to do it. I then woke up one morning in September, very early, to pray for wisdom that day and ask God to guide me because I just could not find anything substantial that also covers Bible prophecy to confirm my gut feeling. But God, (laughs) when I finished praying, I opened my phone and saw a message from a very good Christian friend in South Africa who I asked his opinion earlier in the week. And his message was, the link to your sermon can't see the forest from the trees. Powerful. God is faithful, and thank you for your work. I live in quite a liberal country and have been asleep for so long, but God woke me up. I have seen in such a short space of time, and I want you to listen to this part, how many people are open to listening to the gospel. It sure is time for the late harvest. Man means it for evil, but God means it for the salvation. The harvest is ready. The harvest is ripe. I need to share this just real quick, if you don't mind. I grew up in a very small farm town, Tico, Washington. Just to give you an idea, put it into perspective how small the town is, Uh, my graduating class was 16. And as a farm town, everything revolved around getting the wheat harvest in before school started. Now, if we had one of those late summers and lots of rain, they would actually delay school, which was a bummer because we ended up having to school that many more days into the summer that year. But all of the high school students, of which I was one at the time, would actually work on the farm because there was such a small window of opportunity. Because if you don't harvest that wheat, you'll lose it. If you don't get it harvested, you lose it. 
because there's only a small window of time when the harvest is white, when the heads of the wheat are white. It's time now. Cannot wait. The urgency of it. In fact, it's so urgent that we're not going to have school until we get them in. That's what Jesus is saying when He says that, pray to the Lord of the harvest for laborers, truck drivers, combine drivers, (laughs) grain elevator operators, and everyone in between, because the harvest is white and it's ready, and the time is now. J.D., I've been wanting to share with you something the Lord put on my heart to do. After seeing the success of those who put the ABCs of salvation on billboards, the Lord put the thought into my mind of putting them on the tailgate of my pickup truck. (laughs) It would be a moving billboard and serve to put the thought of the gospel into anyone who would travel behind me. I went to a local rap ad company and had them professionally design a laminate to adhere to my tailgate. They did an outstanding job, and once done, I consecrated the message, the means, and the method to God, asking that it would serve to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus. God answered my prayers this week when I stopped at a convenience store to get a soda, and a young man approached me about the message on my tailgate. We talked for some time as he seemed to not want to leave. When I was done sharing the Romans road as outlined in the ABCs of salvation, I asked if he had ever surrendered his life to Christ. He said, no, but I would like to. Oh, I then prayed with him to receive Christ as his Savior. I've asked God for 40,000 more tailgates. across our great country, laminated with the ABCs of salvation. And here it is again. Do you see this common theme? People are hurting and hungry for truth, even if they find it on the tailgate of a pickup truck. Your brother in Christ, Bozeman, Montana. Hello, Pastor. My name is Amanda. I am in Ontario, Canada. So I wanted to say thank you and share with you how your videos have brought me back to the Lord. I was baptized Anglican as a child, my stepfather's faith. My mother is Catholic. We were not a family that went to church, but I was raised to believe in God. Fast forward to now. Several months ago I came across one of your videos. Normally I would have passed right by something like that, but I felt compelled to watch it. Needless to say, I've been watching the weekly services as well as binge-watching, listening to your others. I am also reading the Bible for the first time in my 42 years. From the very beginning of this COVID scamdemic, I felt it in my soul that something was terribly off. I have now come to know that the warning I received was given to me by the Holy Spirit. 
I took your advice and repented for my sins and asked the Lord for forgiveness. The more that I read His Word and watch your services, the closer I feel to the Lord. I live in a very small community, and although we have several churches, none are accepting of our unvaccinated status. Just wanted to thank you for giving me my first church and for being my first pastor. What a privilege. I, that is, I, <laughs> through your video, I have been saved and have turned back to the Lord. I am proof that it is never too late. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing my family to be a part of your church. Although we are watching your service from our home, I feel that we belong to a church nonetheless. Praise the Lord for that. I wanted to let you know that through you, four souls have been saved. Myself, my husband, and two children. Thank you, Pastor. I'll tell you, that's why we do this <laughs> every week. It's also why we end with the gospel and a simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What is the gospel? The gospel is good news. That's what the word gospel means. Good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Corinthian church in his first epistle, chapter 15, the first four verses, says the gospel is that Jesus came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. And when He, in His very first ever epistle that He ever wrote, which by the way was to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, the first time the gospel is mentioned in one of the Apostle Paul's letters is to the Thessalonians, and it's in the context of the rapture. And he says the gospel is that Jesus died, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day soon and very soon. That's the good news. What are the ABCs of salvation? Just a simple way to share the gospel with someone. It's actually even simpler than ABC. It's actually as simple as B. Just believe. The A is what leads to the B, and then the C is the expression of the B. ABC simple. What's the A? The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned. See, until and unless you acknowledge that you're a sinner, you're not interested in the Savior. You don't need a Savior if you're not a sinner, right? Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. You ask anyone when you're sharing the gospel with them, if they think they're a good person, they will always say, yes, I'm a good person. In fact, they will even proceed to tell you that that's why they think they're going to go to heaven, is because they're a good person. And usually it sounds something like this, yeah, I haven't murdered anybody. Oh, so you think that good people are in heaven and bad people are in hell? 
Um, actually, it's the other way around. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of very bad people. In fact, everyone in heaven is bad. I'll be at the front of that line. And don't look at me all spiritual. You'll be right behind me. There's going to be a lot of good people in, in hell, because the basis upon which we are allowed entrance into heaven is not predicated upon whether we're good or not. You cannot be good enough. There is no one righteous enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must all be born again, Jesus said, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now Romans 6.23 is very interesting. I really like it because it sort of packages the bad news first with the good news. And I know this is not proper English, but the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. What's the bad news? Oh, there's a penalty for your sin, and it's the death penalty. For the wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. Uh, you know when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I've got good news and bad news, which one do you want to hear first? I say, I don't want to hear the bad news. I just want to hear the good news. So <laughs> just tell me the good news. No, the bad news first. The bad news is, is that we've all sinned and we're all under this death penalty. We've all been sentenced to death because of that sin. That's the bad news. And then the good news is the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How does that work? Well, this is the gospel. And here's how it works. So you've been sentenced to death because you've sinned. You've transgressed God's perfect standard of righteousness, God's law. And because you've broken God's law and sinned and now have been sentenced to death, uh, and that's the bad news, um, here comes Jesus who says, I will pay your penalty in your stead. And I will purchase in full and give to you this gift that I paid for. Because it's finished, it's paid for in full. Because see, that's what a gift is, right? If I pay for it, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. No, it's a gift. He paid for it, and it cost him his life. It cost him everything because of his love for us. He paid in full for all of our sins, and that's the good news. And he offers this gift for the receiving. It's a gift that He gives to us. Have you received that gift? The B is for believe in your heart. And again, this is central. The centrality of believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, listen to the definite specificity of this. You will be saved. The jury's not out. 
The verdict is in. It is finished. Period. Not comma. It's not, it is finished. However, it is finished if, no, it is finished. You will be saved. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13, this seals the deal. I did this going on almost 40 years ago. It says, all, Romans 10, 13, who call, I'm an all, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's simple. Aren't you glad it's simple, not complicated? Man, if it were complicated, I have no hope. It's that simple. Today is the day of salvation. I have to say that I've never in my life had such a sense of urgency as I do now. This is not a matter of life and death. It is a matter of life and death for eternity. And the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ can happen at any time. That trumpet's going to sound. It's imminent. And there will be those that will be caught up to be, meet the Lord in the air. And there will be those that will be left behind to enter into the last seven years of unspeakable horror during the seven-year tribulation. And you can make that decision today, now. If you have never made the most important decision of your life for eternal life, I am pleading with you today is the day. Please, please. Father in heaven, I, I thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. I thank you for Bible prophecy. I thank you for telling us what the world's going to look like at the time of the end, so that we could be readied and steadied, watching for your return. Lord Jesus, please, for anyone who has never called upon you, believing in their heart, I please, Lord, <laughs> please, Lord, please, I pray, Lord, that today would be the day of their salvation. And Jesus, come quickly, Maranatha. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for joining us for this special Mid-East Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. 
We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.